Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. This Sunday we will be visited by Raymond Harter, pastor of the Evangelical Church in Meidling. And he will continue our series through the book of Acts. This time we will look at chapter 18, where Raymond will look at the church in Corinth and what we can learn from Paul's writing to the church there. So join us now to find out more. and the greetings of my church, the Evangelical Church of Meidling. You have uh, heard that uh, I serve there as a pastor for now 14 years. And uh, yes, I, I would like to read to you from Acts chapter 18, the verses 18 to 28. I'm reading from the New International Version. Paul stayed on in Corinth for some time. Then he left the brothers and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off at Cancrea because of a vow he had taken. They arrived at Ephesus, who, uh, where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to spend more time with them, he declined. But as he left, he promised, I will come back if it is God's will. Then he set sail from Ephesus. When he landed at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church and then went down to Antioch. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul set out from there and traveled from place to place throughout the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the disciples. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately, knowing only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. When Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. On arriving, he was a great help to those who, by grace, had believed. For he vigorously refuted the Jews in public debate, proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. I don't know if anybody of you knows the author Gabriel Marcel. Does anybody know it? Don't worry. <laughs> uh, I want, nevertheless, I want to quote uh, something from one of his uh, books. He said, "Gratefulness is the doorkeeper at the uh, gate of the soul against the powers of destruction." And I find this to be very appealing. And uh, in uh, the, the verses we read, we find Paul being very grateful. Very grateful for others, uh, uh, for example, uh, Apollos or Priscilla and Aquila. After his speech in Athens... We see Paul in Corinth. 
the inhabitants of Corinth were well known by their pride and their unmorality. Paul became soon acquainted with Aquila and Priscilla, who had the same profession as Paul. But uh, more than that, they shared the same faith in Christ as Savior. As usual, we find Paul in the synagogue uh, every Sabbath, teaching and persuading Jesus. And, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I should have read the first uh, verses of, uh, of the chapter, but nevertheless. <laughs> Please uh, look that up. Um, He's persuading Jews and uh, Greeks and Greek proselytes. Verse 5 shows us uh, Silas and Timothy arriving from Macedonia. They must have brought a present from the churches um, there because uh, Paul um, stopped with his tent-making labor. When the opposition towards the, his testimony became stronger, Paul took the step to a prophetic sign, which was well known to the Jews. Yeah. Although the Jews were um, Paul's first audience, he didn't hesitate to proclaim the gospel um, to the Gentiles. And also he changed his place of teaching from the public in the synagogue to the private house of Titius Justus. Important to see, there is a place for public evangelization as well as there is a place for more uh, private setting. Sometimes we tend to just see one of those Evangelization is something that has to happen in public, but also in the private home. It has its place in both sides. Surprisingly, it occurred that Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, was among the early converts, and his whole household followed his step towards Jesus. From verse 9 following, the Lord himself confirmed the strategic decision of Paul and prepared him, on the other hand, for the things to come. The Lord told him to carry on preaching, but to be prepared for the arising opposition, that the Lord will be his shelter. The Lord told him to carry on preaching, but to be prepared for what may happen to him. Paul stayed for a year and a half in Corinth, which was quite a long time for Paul. Very often his time in a, in a place, in a church, was much shorter. But he stayed a year and a half in Corinth. Verse 12 shows us the skipping point with an accurate um, point of, uh, 
of time. Secular documents prove the beginning of Gallio as proconsul of Achaia in the year of 51 and 52 after Christ. The Jews accused Paul for persuading people to, uh, to a worship against the law. The meaning of this was to claim Christian faith not to be covered as an acknowledged religion by a Roman law, as was the case with the Jewish faith. Gallio denied to decide this and handed it back to the Jews as a topic uh, that had to be decided between the Jews themselves and their own law, but not touching the Roman law. Sosthenes, the new ruler of the synagogue, was then beaten up without Gallio taking notice of that. Then in the verses I read out to you, uh, Luke is introducing us to Apollos. He was a Jew from Alexandria. And uh, in the ancient times, Alexandria had a large settlement of Jews. And also the so-called Septuagint was uh, translated in uh, Alexandria. That was the Greek translation of the Hebrew uh, Old Testament. And Apollos was a brilliant speaker. Uh, the Greek word that is uh, used here means that he was very well educated. He has been taught in the way of the Lord. That means uh, what it means to, to live as a Christian uh, in following Jesus. And I appreciate this expression, the way of the Lord. Because it shows us that Christian faith is not just a teaching, but it is a way to go, a way to follow, a way of life. He's also uh, described as being burning in the spirit. And this, of course, uh, is a statement about his spiritual passion and the, the, the ardent way in his speaking. And I would like to, to ask you and myself a question. What about your and mine Spiritual passion. Is there still a spiritual passion in your life, in your heart? Is there still a flame burning in you? Or have you been too much accustomed? I think this is a question 
that God wants to, to ask every one of us from this portion of Scripture. That's not, a, first of all, a question of uh, outward appearance or a matter of style or of personality. It is possible to burn for Jesus and being an introvert. It's very calm, but it's still burning. So again, are you burning? Are you burning for Jesus? And if not, what has killed your passion? There is a, a saying in German, which I will try to translate into English. Within you must be burning Want to, you want to see inflamed in others. In you, it must be burning what you want to be see inflamed in others. And if you want to get burning in the spirit again, something is very sure. And that is... You cannot just carry on as you did until now. You must change something. If we do what we have done all the time, we will reap what we have reaped until now. So if you are not satisfied with what you have reaped, Don't carry on. There is no reason to believe that you will reap something else than what you have reaped all the time. Apollos is teaching accurately and precisely about Jesus, although he had a clear lack of knowledge. He didn't even know about the Christian baptism. And um, perhaps he also had a lack of knowledge concerning the Holy Spirit. But Aquila and Priscilla, they listened to him in the synagogue when he was preaching, and they recognized that there was this lack in his knowledge. And uh, they did not rebuke him publicly. That's oh, okay. <laughs> uh, they did not uh, rebuke him uh, publicly, but they took him aside and explained to him privately what he didn't know until now. And so they helped him to enlarge his knowledge and this is something that speaks to me very much from the personality of uh, Apollos that he was such a strong character that he did not hesitate to
to accept this. He did not defend himself, but he was open to accept this teaching. Verses 27 and 28 report to us that uh, Apollos went to Achaia, that is, that is Greece, and uh, he wanted to uh, go on to Corinth. And the church in Ephesus, they supported him, uh, and they gave uh, him a letter of uh, recommendation uh, to the church in Corinth. And that Apollos uh, has reached uh, Corinth uh, and uh, worked there, uh, we can see in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 to 4. Apollos, we, we read, helped the believers through the grace of God. This is very important to see if we serve with our gifts and the Lord is blessing us and using us it's not because we are so gifted. It's because God is gracious. And he uses us in spite of us, very often in spite of us. And this is stressed here with uh, uh, Apollos as well. And if you know uh, the first letter to the Corinthians, you might know that there was a group in the church that considered themselves to be followers of Apollos. I don't think that this was uh, the goal <laughs> uh, uh, that Apollos wanted to achieve. And uh, Paul also had to correct uh, this attitude of uh, those people who loved Apollos so much. But it spoke very much to me uh, how much love Luke, writing the Acts, uh, with a lot of love he's describing this uh, individual, Apollos. He was absolutely free from envy uh, when Paul is uh, uh, looking at this uh, blessed ministry uh, of Apollos. And I hope very much that we all can freely rejoice, freely rejoice about people whom God is uh, using to serve others. Although it might be that there is more blessing on their ministry than on our ministry. And especially in those situations when we might be green with envy. We want to remember this word of Gabriel Marcel, which I quoted at the beginning. Gratefulness is the doorkeeper the gate of the soul against the powers of destruction. So, I will come to the end. 
Paul is caring about the brothers and sisters in Corinth, in Ephesus, in Jerusalem, in Antioch, and in Galatia. Especially, he's caring about Priscilla and Aquila, but also uh, he's caring about Apollos. And Apollos was burning for the Lord. This burning and this passion we need to inflame the spiritual fire in our community. Amen.